0: If you struggle with chronic pain or muscle tension or even tightness from chronic stress, I have a new product for you from Bond Charge and it quite possibly could change your life. Bond Charge is a holistic wellness brand with a huge range of evidence-based products to optimize your life in every way. From blue light glasses to EMF management to their new infrared sauna blanket, Bond Charge has all the high quality and effective products you are looking for. I use Bond Charge blue light blocking orange glasses every night starting two hours before bed and I wear the computer glasses when looking at screens. Both have made such a massive difference in my headaches and sleep. And just last month, I finally invested in a sauna blanket from Bond Charge. I've had my eye on it for a long time because it's the most affordable one out there that provides high quality far infrared light in a convenient and easy to use blanket setup. I am now 100% a sauna blanket super fan. I look forward to it every night. I typically lay it out on my bed, hit the button to heat it up, and sit inside of it at night while watching TV after the kids go down. Far and Fred Light works by heating the body up directly, which speeds up your metabolism and sweat rate. It also relaxes muscles and reduces muscle tension, and I've already noticed a big shift in my soreness and chronic pain. Ultimately, it's an incredible way to support your lymphatic system and detoxification, which... Frankly, we all need to be more proactive about. You will feel relaxed, re-energized, and recover better. If you've been eyeing saunas, I couldn't recommend this more. And we have a deal which you will not find anywhere else. Go to bondcharge.com forward slash well fed and use the code wellfed to save 20%. That's bondcharge, B-O-N-C-H-A-R-G-E dot com forward slash well fed. Use the code WELLFED to save 20%. That's $140 off your very own sauna blanket. You are now listening to Well-Fed Women, the show that's been radically changing the way women perceive health, fitness, and their bodies since 2015. I'm your host, Noelle Tarr. Submit your questions to wellfedwomen at gmail.com and you can keep up with the show on Instagram at WellFedWomen. Welcome to the Well-Fed Women podcast, episode number 438, the one where I get to interview my cool mom friend, Liz Wolfe. I just love her to pieces, and I trust her opinion, and I felt like it was time to bring her on so that we could talk all things approaching 40 and living in your 40s. How do you optimize health and fitness and protein intake and beauty concepts overall? As you age, if you're a woman living in the modern world, you know, you have seen all your options. And so this is really an open and honest conversation about what choices are we going to make (laughs) that help us age in a way that help us feel like ourselves. We want to be able to look in the mirror and see ourselves looking back. So you're seeing those signs of aging. You want to get your act together. What are the things that you really need to prioritize and be focusing on? That's what this conversation is about. Be forewarned. We talk a lot about things that aren't so holistic. So Botox and fillers and facelifts and peptide therapy. We also dive into collagen intake and protein and strength training and what that looks like. And how do we give ourselves a leg up so that we are our best selves not just in our 40s, but our 50s and 60s and beyond. So how do we age well? How do we support our body, our skin, our health overall as we age? I'm so thankful that Liz came on and had this really honest conversation with me about this. We talk a lot about this offline, but I really wanted to bring it the conversation to this podcast because I know a lot of you are thinking about it and... That's okay. There is no need to feel shame because you, you're you considering things that might not be so holistic or you want to stop or reverse the signs of aging. And I think that that's okay. So hopefully this speaks to you. Uh, Liz, most of you know her because she's a nutritional therapy practitioner. She's the author of the Wells, Wall Street Journal best-selling book, Eat the Yolks, the host of the award-winning Balance Bites podcast and the co-founder of the Athletic Mom Fitness program. She's now moving on to encouraging women, all women, but especially the 40-ish crowd to embrace their inner and outer badass using nutrition, fitness, and beauty concepts that serve both their bodies and their sanity. After spending the latter half of her 30s in denial about the milestone that is the big 4-0, she realized that getting real about the aging process is not just a privilege, but an empowering, exciting, and necessary step to living your most fulfilled life. Before I bring on Liz, I want to quickly note, if you need a coupon code, I made one for you. <laughs> my More Chill Magnesium is, of course, out, my my Magnesium-Lycinate-Gycinate plus L-Theanine combo you can use code WELLFED for 10% off wellminerals.us at any time. I know some of you missed the launch discount. Some of you need a coupon code in order to reorder. I am that person. I don't make a purchase unless I have a coupon code. And so I made one for everybody. You can use it at any time. WELLFED will get you 10% off. Also, please note, on my website, there is free shipping on all orders, $50 or more. So if you want to reorder, add two bottles, use the discount code, you'll get free shipping and 10% off. And that's the best deal. Again, my, that's all on my website, wellminerals.us. Now let's get to the interview. Well, hello, Liz. Welcome back on. I think this is probably, you're probably the longest, not the longest running guest, the, the most visited guest of the well Women podcast at this point. And this is really because when I'm like, crap, I'm running out of interviews. Will you please come on? You're always like, "Sure, well, I'll take care of you." So, I love I coming on here.
1: <laughs> yeah, I I feel like we've learned over the years that some of like the the most fun friendships make the best podcasts.
0: Isn't that the truth? Ain't it the truth? Yeah. So, obviously, you are a a well-known podcaster. You have just started back the Balanced Bites podcast which was a very long running podcast and you guys took a break and now you've come back as I actually just looked it up on Instagram today and it's like Liz and friends, which I love that (laughs) as well. I'm like, oh, that's fun. And you've been doing a lot of interviews um, relating to what I have. I know you've told me this, but it's very clear now in, in the direction and what you're doing. It's more of like, here's what life is and what you need to know as you approach 40, and as you are 40 ish, you know, maybe you're 30 something, maybe you're 40 something, but this phase of life is a really interesting phase. And I love the direction that you're taking the podcast, but also the direction that you're taking your business because this is Liz Wolf 2.0 and I'm here for it. So talk to me about kind of, man, I mean, you have just transitioned from. I mean, so many of us have followed you, right? And you transitioned from not a mom to, mm-hmm. you know, being nutritional therapy practitioner deep in the paleo world to now being like holistic-ish, trying to survive motherhood athlete and like settled somewhere in the
1: middle. So talk to me about that transition a little bit and where you are now. Oh, that's such a good question. I feel like I'm like the, um, the the wannabe Madonna of whatever community that we're in, because I feel like I have evolved and I've sort of thought certain things were going to be the future of what I was doing. And then I had a a program called baby making and beyond it's still available, but I thought like parenthood and kids and family was going to be really where I stuck. But then I realized like the phases are over so quickly. You know, like before yeah. I like I barely got a hand on a handle on toddlerhood. And then now my first is eight. So I feel like I have this thing where I am best at disseminating information that are that's directly related to the stage that I'm in. And I, I'm gonna be in this 40-ish stage for at least 10 years. So I figure yeah. this is a good, a good spot. And I've I've been looking for something that I was gonna be just so excited and passionate about and and this is it. I'm I'm so excited. And I should say Balanced Bites has always been a general wellness podcast and a general podcast and I love that and I'm going to keep it that way because what's cool about Balanced Bites is like it like you said it has such a long track record. I have been asking people to interview with me that I had no idea, had any clue who I was or who the podcast was and they're like, "Oh yeah, I used to listen to Balanced Bites. I have your book right here." And I'm like, that is mind blowing. Leslie Kenny, who is the founder, she's like the founder, not like the founder, she is the founder of Oxford Health Span. She has this incredible supplement that I, it's like the only thing that I take on a daily basis. She was like, Yeah, there's your book. I've been following you forever. And I was like, Did you buy that ahead of yes. this podcast? And she's like, No, <laughs> I've had it. Um, who else? Karen Martell, who's this hormone guru, Daniel Hamilton, just people who I'm so thankful for that. I had no idea we're kind of sharing that, that orbit or, you know, we're aware of me at all. So I feel like there's such an opportunity still to bring these amazing people on balanced bites and talk about all kinds of different things. What I'm going to do is rebrand my other podcast, Liz talks that has roughly equal listenership. Liz talks into the 40 ish podcast. And that's going to be really centered around all the 40 stuff. So I'm really excited about that. I've got a co-host, I hope, lined up who's actually local. So we can sit in the same room together and just have some really fun conversations. We already did one recording and it was like, I laughed so, like we literally laughed, cried. That's awesome. All of it. There's just something about being in a room with somebody that's amazing. So that's where that's going. And I also wanted to say... I'm a little nervous about this because I have always kind of landed in the middle in a very balanced spot. But I was joking with myself earlier and being like, shut up, Liz. That's the type of stuff people say when they're not 40. Like
0: <laughs> and then it hits I you. love this idea. You like wait. I was I was joking
1: with myself. Is that weird? <laughs> that's that's what we do, do now. That? <laughs> is that what we do now? It's either that or is joke with my children. And that's just not right. I right. it need some adult time, even if it's just with me and myself in the mirror. <laughs> joke around with myself, but I literally was thinking I'm, I'm some of this 40th direction, I think might rile people up a little bit. The people Mm. that have been with me for a long time. And it's a process too. I might land again back in the middle, but right now I am very much in a place where I am (laughs) anti-aging. I am against aging. I'm at least pro age. Healthfully optimized. There's a little biohacking going on. There are things that I'm going to share that I think are probably going to shake people up a little bit and maybe Mm -hmm. make some people kind of mad at me. But I am nothing if not someone who seeks firsthand experience around things that are interesting to me. I'm very curious. And like I've said recently in a couple of podcasts, I think the key in any journey around trying to support, optimize, even change the body that you're living in is to be curious and not attached to the outcome. Because we talk Mm -hmm. all the time, don't worry. You and I did that cellulite reel where it was like, we could worry about cellulite or we could just go live our lives. Mm -hmm. You can actually kind of be curious about, hey, is there something is there something I could do that would like improve my circulation and improve cellulite, but also not care if it doesn't work? Yeah. And not dump my entire selfhood into this this thing and feel like I'm going to be devastated. I'm going to have a fractured sense of self if it doesn't work. I actually think that's kind of where I'm at right now, where I'm dabbling in a couple of things, totally detached from the outcome. And I think, I think that's healthy, but it's going to be hard to communicate that to people when I've always been, or at least in the last eight to ten years, been like, live your life, be happy.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think if you're not making people mad on the internet, then you're just you're not really helping anybody.
1: Yeah, what do, <laughs> do you, even, you have to be What able- are you even doing? Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, you have to be a little controversial, but you also you have to challenge the norm, the narrative that's being said and it's it is really interesting sharing your thoughts on the internet for so long because I have years and years and years of worth worth of podcast episodes and some of the stuff I said 7 years ago, I wouldn't say today, right? And mm-hmm, I have different mm-hmm. opinions. And so when you put these opinions out there and then they change It's hard. It's hard to be like, yeah, now I'm saying something new, but that is one thing that I just love about you. And obviously we have a personal relationship so I can dig in deeper into into your thoughts and what you think about things. But I love how you approach things as I mean, sure. I want to be holistic, but I also want to do what's right for me in this moment. And like you said, be detached from the outcome. So I'm going to try some things that may not be like super holistic or crunchy, and that's fine. And we'll just see how it goes. We'll see how I feel. And um, yeah, I love that. I love that you're willing to experiment, dig deeper and kind of challenge the norms, both conventionally, but also holistically, because I have seen the holistic community kind of become so rigid. That it all of a sudden it kinds of turns and turns into shaming if you don't do things the exact holistic way or you're not the crunchy enough, so to speak. Yeah. And I want to be holistic and I want to be healthy and wealthy and well. Right. But I also don't want to, like, sacrifice my sanity um, and like reject the things that I think might actually help me whether it's my skin or you know wanting to get my hair like I got I did get my hair done and y'all that wasn't like natural um or like you know whatever it looks really my- good
1: thank you I, I, I was thinking like, that when we got on yeah it's really good I
0: really I really love it this is like the first time I finally was like I'm just gonna freaking do it why do I keep fighting this um and, you know, you make those decisions. You have to make those decisions and say, sometimes I'm going to do the not so crunchy thing. And that's just what I'm going to do. And I'm not going to like be shamed or beat myself up over it. So yep. anyway, yep. um, what is one before we jump into all these questions? Basically, our questions today are all about approaching the 40s or living in the 40s, the 40 the, the ish. Yay. And navigating that as women. Um, so before we jump in, I just popped in my head. What is one product that you've found in the here and now as a, you're 39, right? You're yes. about to be 40. Okay. Yes. So no I'm 37 I'm. Okay. you're 39 and probably together, both of us have, I mean, I will be honest. I've been sort of dreading for a while. Like ever since I hit 35, I'm like, oh man, yep. it's coming. Right. And so what is one product maybe that you have adapted or you, you love now? as a 30 something, almost 40, that let's say a decade and a half ago or 15 years ago, you just
1: didn't need or even really think about? Ooh, that's a good question. All right. Oh man. So I was gonna say like a product I'm loving right now is the honey oil from Yara, but I've always loved oil. Like uh, oil for skincare is always good all the time. Mm -hmm. So I don't think that would really fit into that exact bracket. I think... I'm going to give you two things. One is not fringe and one is fringe. Okay. Nutritionally, I'm really liking the essential amino acid supplement that I'm taking. And there are a couple out there that are available. And I'm actually starting to develop one too, because I'm not exactly finding the number exact thing that I want. So I don't want to recommend a brand. I'll, I'll give a couple people that I know do amino acid supplements, but but I don't want to give like one specific brand because it, it can vary depending on your needs. But Body Health has an amino acid, essential amino acid supplement. I think Kion, Kion? Yeah, Kion, yeah. Kion, Keon has yeah. one. There are a couple out there. I would really like to develop one that is specifically catered toward women in our bracket. Mm-hmm. So that's in the works and I'm excited about that. But I think- Oh, fun. Yes. But I think like if you've been taking, for example, BCAAs, throw those out and do an essential amino acid supplement. BCAA utilization is so poor. These essential aminos are are so much better. And they're a game changer if you're trying to maintain muscle and especially going into your your 40s when you're 40-ish. And the other thing I'm going to say that's a little fringe is I've been experimenting a little bit with peptides. I've been experimenting with topical, oral, and injectable peptides. And that's like way out there. And this is where I'm going to like lose people and gain people probably. But I just got really interested in this delivery system of this basically technology that has so much promise and is so intriguing that I was like, I'm going for it. And if there's anything I hate doing, it's swallowing handfuls of pills, like the only The only supplements that I'm taking right now are primadine, which is Leslie Kenny's Oxford health span company. It's great for, for hair, skin, and nails and your magnesium, which is so amazing. By the way, I was having these restless legs at night and it knocked them out in one day. Really? Yes. Tell me that.
0: That's awesome.
1: It, It was so frustrating. And I don't know that whether it was a specific one to one thing where, yeah. you know, you, but it could have alleviated my stress. It could have put me into a more meditative state. I don't know, but whatever it was, that's the only extra thing I did that day. I took like a one and a half dose and yes. yeah. slept like a baby that night. So I that's absolutely awesome. love it. And I've been recommending it to everyone. I love that. Now, yeah.
0: peptides, because we've talked wow. about this and I'm like, what are you doing? Because I need to know <laughs>
1: more details. Are you going to do a podcast on this or have you already? Yes. No, I'm going to do okay. a podcast on it for 40-ish. That's in that lineup there. Because I I can be honest with myself. I don't know that injecting peptides, self-injecting peptides that you buy off the internet. <laughs> and I these these are peptides that I've gotten through a naturopath from a compounding pharmacy. But I don't know that that necessarily represents the type of balance that the Balanced Bites podcast is catered toward. And I want to keep that as a general wellness thing and not yeah. start making mm-hmm. people feel like they need to rush out and buy a bunch of insulin needles and start injecting themselves with peptides. Right, right. <laughs> but but this is really what happened. It sneaks up on you, right? This 40-ish thing. Yes, and right. I was in total, total denial. And even as I was bouncing this 40 ish idea off of a couple of friends that I always bounce my ideas off of they're they're not in, they're not bloggers. They're not, which by the way, bloggers is such a dated term, but we're dated people. So I know, right? Yeah. They're not influencers. And so there are a couple of people that I always ask who have been following me for a long time, who I'm also friends with. One of them was like, I don't think I like it, Liz. I don't think I like it. She was like, I'm, I think it's because I'm not ready. I think it's because I'm in denial and I thought I get it. I totally get it because I was in denial too until maybe last year when all of a sudden it hit me that I don't have a whole lot of time left of this optimal hormone environment for building and maintaining muscle. And like you always say, Noelle, you've said this on your social media multiple times. We're training for our 70 year old bodies. Mm -hmm. We're training to be able to age well, to have a, long well span long well span functional life ahead of us and i thought how can i accelerate or how can i harness the best i possibly can the physiology that will enable me to take a big step forward now and so i ran across some of these peptides one of them is called ipamorelin one is called cjc I don't know if you want to blank that out or not, because I do not want people running out and just buying these peptides and self injecting. I worked with a naturopath. I asked a million questions. I've also talked with Nat Nittum, who is the peptide expert. I've talked with several other peptide experts as well. And just learning about how these little tiny peptides can change your entire healthscape. It's incredible. There are peptides called bioregulators and there are regular peptides and they can do so many things. What ipamoralin does is basically promotes the release of growth hormone. It doesn't substitute growth hormone. It doesn't stop your body from creating its own. It doesn't cause your body to downregulate the production of growth hormone. It basically supports your body's ability to do so. And you can do that for the correct amount of time because growth is growth and Mm -hmm. You don't always want certain types of growth, but in a muscle building phase, you can use that very conscientiously. Some bodybuilders do it. They can't do it in competition, but some people who are really into building muscle will use it. And you can do that to help harness your body's ability to build and maintain muscle and just give yourself that leg up. And sometimes people need that. And I was so fascinated by that idea it was so cool. There's another one called BPC-157, which is called Body Protection Compound 157. It was isolated from gastric muc- or gastric juices, I believe. And it is literally reparative for almost all of your body's tissues. Hmm. There's nothing but upside to some of these peptides. And it is really, really cool. You have to be careful and you have to be informed. And I'm learning that I was maybe a little bit reckless at first with some of these. So I'm hoping to share that process of yes how I'm learning and all of that, because, and also, again, I would rather any day of the week take two minutes to inject myself with the peptide out of an insulin needle, just a little tiny bit before Mm -hmm. a workout, then swallow a handful of pills this big and feel like I'm going to puke all day long. Like that (laughs) is limiting to my enjoyment of life.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So did I lose you? Is that super fringe? No, (laughs) I think it is fringe because it's, it's pretty in depth. Like you have to want it and you have to do your research. And it's not something that a lot of people are talking about, but you definitely caught my attention when you started bringing up that you were, um, taking peptides. you I was like, are you taking creatine? Cause I was like considering it. You're like, yeah, girl, I'm taking creatine. I was like, oh, why, why have I? So it is, it's all of a sudden, like you hit a certain age and these like little light bulbs go off and you're like, wow, especially as you, you've had babies, now you're recovering and now you're like, you're like, gosh, it's harder to get the muscle back. Gosh, it's harder to have lean muscle. It's it's harder for me to recover. Like you start noticing these little things and- when we had our conversation and you were like, yeah, like there, there's a window here and I want to, I want to make the most of it. I want to make the most of building and maintaining muscle. I want to make the most of like gaining strength overall so that, you know, as I'm in my late forties and fifties, I still have, like, I have a leg up and I like that idea of like, how can we give ourselves a leg up in our golden years? Um, and that's really? crazy. Oh God, to- that's so painful. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy to me that we're even saying that, but here we are, right? I yeah. remember my parents turning forty and doing the over the hill thing and all of that, and it seems so dang old. And now we're here, and so that is really my thought process: is how do I have a leg up? Now I'm just going to be following your story, like include me. I would love, you know, do yeah. the podcast, all the stuff. I'm going to be your number one consumer here, figuring out how to do this because it is a lot, it is hard, and but you know, so was pretty much everything. So was paleo. So was, you know, all of those things were hard initially to understand, but then you kind of, you learn and you grow and you tinker
1: and Yes, I'm here for it. And here's uh-huh. another thing, quickly, I think at this age we are also very much watching our finances in a way that maybe we didn't previously. Maybe yeah, we've got right. kids in private school or we need to replace the sink in the kitchen like we do. Our <laughs> sink has been leaking for <laughs>
0: or 50 like the years. roof is leaking. Like I mean this like yes. stuff All happens and you're you're out like tens of thousands of dollars.
1: Yes. I don't right. I don't want to waste money and I don't want to waste time and that's right. and peptides are expensive. Right. But right. Supplements are expensive and many of them are less absorbable, depending on which ones that you get. So my thing is I'm gonna spend some decent money on my peptides, on some skincare, and I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna waste any money. And I have already like I was telling Karen Martel the other day, we were talking about if I have a compulsion of any kind, it's probably Mm -hmm. buying, you know, supplements and skincare because I want to try everything. Mm -hmm. But my credit card bill was like half of what it normally is recently and I and part of that is I have really thrown my focus on a few really strong products skincare peptides nutritional and just gotten rid of the rest and I feel so good about it financially and physically I love that yeah
0: I and to answer that question my my two products would be probably creatine like just bringing that in I have definitely noticed like Oh, now I'm seeing the strength gains that I would have expected. Like now instead of doing six, I can do eight reps. Like I'm not dying. Um, which is really cool to see, especially, you know, I don't know. It's always a little confidence boost when you're like, I still got it. Yes. And the second thing is not related at all, but maybe a little bit. And that's nipple covers or like pasties. <laughs> yes. Are you using the cake's body ones? What? I don't, girl, I'm using the Amazon. I have seen some <laughs> really <laughs> I have seen some really nice ones that I'm like. That looks really cool. And they're like bigger and they like cover your big old, you know, bigger breasts. Um, But I haven't gotten that far yet. But like after kids and nursing and they're hanging lower, like I I'm sorry, I'm just I'm a mom. I don't need people like I don't need to give a nipple show
1: like it's and it happens even with bras on like. So I honestly like it's one almost more worse because the bras hold them right here, yes. and then one's pointing this way and one's pointing the
0: other way. <laughs> and I I live in these like tank tops, and yeah. you know your nipples are coming out, in this like even when you're yeah. wearing bras. So like I have them on right now. Like I I always I'm just like let's strap them in, you know, like the pasties and the and the bra, and I never had to think about that, you know. Yeah, ten years ago, let's be honest. Yeah. So
1: and people will say free the nipple, and I get that, but there's this balance for me where. I don't feel like being on the front lines of feminism <laughs> on this one because Correct. people yeah. are going to look. Somebody yes. else can normalize the nipple. I, I'll I will just kind of draft <laughs> off of your like you know you first and I'll just draft off of you on <laughs> Exactly,
0: well, I'll be a drafter. Yeah, okay. no, I just don't. There's some situations it's a, it's sure it's appropriate, others not so much. Like yeah. I think being in a church setting, like once I started working in production and stuff, I was like i'm gonna wear my pasties you know like i just don't want people looking at me and um also just being a mom in like kids settings like all of a sudden now that's a thing you know you have these like younger boys and girls and you're like no not appropriate so mm-hmm. anyway let's get to questions shall we Mrs. tar what's that bump on the front of your shirt ew that's mrs tar what is she doing <laughs> did you not put on a bra today I get so many questions about probiotics and I'm excited to share the one that I have found makes a huge difference in my gut and I have a 10% off code for you. I have experimented with many different probiotics over the years as someone who's struggled with IBS since I was a kid, I noticed a huge difference when I'm taking a quality probiotic versus when I'm not. I've been searching for a probiotic that contains a combination of evidence-based strains including both lactobacilli and bifidobacteria strains. And I found that in Doctor's Choice Probiotic from MD Logic Health. Doctor's Choice is formulated with 30 billion live beneficial bacteria per capsule and provides a mixture of 10 lactobacilli and bifidobacteria strains shown through research to be most beneficial when taken together. It also contains FOS, which is a powerful prebiotic that feeds the probiotic strains. I love that it includes this combination. There's a lot of research about how when these two strains are combined, they have stronger anti-inflammatory effects and can be very protective. Doctor's Choice Probiotic is made by MD Logic Health. I love the facility that manufactures Doctor's Choice. It's made in a USA GMP FDA registered facility. It's tested for potency and has a special delayed release technology to ensure that the capsules make it through the stomach acid and into the intestines where it's needed. 99% of the probiotics on the market don't have that. Doctor's Choice Probiotic does not require refrigeration. Their innovative foil seal ensures each capsule remains potent and effective until consumed. If you struggle with chronic digestive issues, leaky gut, feel like you get sick all the time, or want to optimize your ability to break down food, including protein, I highly recommend giving it a try. Both my husband and I take one every single night, and it's greatly improved my digestion in the morning. If you know, you know. Go to mdlogichealth.com forward slash doctor's choice and use coupon code WELLFED for 10% off. Again, that's mdlogichealth.com forward slash d-r-s-c-h-o-i-c-e, doctor's choice, and use coupon code WELLFED for 10% off. Anyway, um, Anyway. first question is from Alyssa, and I think this is a really good just like general place to start. She says, how should women under chronic stress? I know, I know. I try to manage it as well as I can, but it's still there. Life, you know, support their adrenals on a daily basis. I'm 36, and this is something I really need to work on. She says, just supplements or practical suggestions. Well, welcome for implementing it into lifestyle.
1: Okay. So do I answer first and then you chime in yes. or you, yes, okay. you answer. And then I'll just, yeah, add if I need to. Okay. I'm going to give the simplest possible advice because there's a lot of things you can do, but which of those things end up becoming more of a stressor and you're like, oh, I didn't do that thing today. And I'm so, you know, bad Liz, mm-hmm. bad Liz. Yeah. So I would say number one, my assumption is you're already you know you should be going to bed and blue light and blah, 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 all of that stuff. Okay, I'm just gonna say things that you can add versus have to modify and stress about. I am a huge fan, and you know this, Noelle, of the morning orange juice. <laughs> and and I should have started talking about this a long time ago. You should have, yeah. Because apparently it's it has swept the internet and people are making millions of dollars off of telling people to drink an adrenal cocktail. Do you, and do you, you do, do you do the adrenal cocktail thing, right? Like just occasionally, eating, that was so brilliant. I know. Occasionally I do. Honestly, it's
0: element has become my, my adrenal cocktail for the most yeah. part, you know,
1: um, there are, here's why I like citrus. God, this is so crazy because 10 years ago I was reading work of this fringe biologist named Ray Pete, <laughs> who was talking about the value of orange juice in certain citrus compounds. So I love element. I actually have, I'm actually, oh, look at me. Look at me right now. Oh, nice. Hey, salty.
0: salty. My
1: element in my element thing. I love element for the electrolytes and for the additional salts, but citrus happens to have certain compounds in it that are really good for the vasculature and anything that's good for the vasculature is good for the organs, the tissues, the rest of the body. It can also having that little hit of glucose in the morning can calm that cortisol response down that morning cortisol response for a lot of people is out of whack and can just bring a little bit of calm. So like you can wake up and sip on your orange juice while you're making breakfast. Like that, that is a first line of defense against that stress response earlier in the day. And I like it because it's simple. You're just drinking something. And there's a whole range of psychology around doing something that basic first thing that sets the stage a little bit better and is sort of a force multiplier, I think. I
0: like that. I really like, there is, Gaia Herbs makes, I've mentioned it so many times on here, Gaia Herbs makes an um, herbal, like, uh, I think the main thing is ashwagandha, but it it is Mm -hmm. definitely an adaptogenic blend. And it's just called like adrenal health. And underneath it's like for the stressed and overworked. And I like, I, I think as we get into this phase where there's so much going on and there's a lot of pressure, and maybe our body isn't responding the same way that it used to, I think that having, whether it's an adrenal cocktail or adrenal herbs on hand, just for you to be able to get you over the hump is really helpful. And it's something we have to be proactive about. So, I like that supplement a lot. Um, the other thing that I will say, and this is just because it's really super relevant to me, and it's what I, you know, just happened in my life, but I say this all the time, so for be forewarned. um, I think we have to be really diligent about not bringing in a di- like stress or additional stress when we know that we when we can start to feel or see the symptoms of I'm a little bit like I'm being pushed over the edge. So, for mm-hmm. example, May is a hard month. May is a hard month for most mothers. It is overwhelming. School's ending. You've got a ton of events. You've got Mother's Day. You've got graduations. It's just packed. And I feel like I could I could feel myself. Um, I have, you know, it's my husband's birthday and both my kids' birthdays within a 30-day period. And I stress over that stuff. And I know Ugh, it's something I need to work on, rough. but it's rough. And so, yeah. like, I was just getting to the point of Father's Day. It's Father's Day and my daughter's birthday the same weekend. So I have to feel I have to feel like I have to make everybody special. I have to do all the things. I have to write all the cards. And um, I decided, I was like, I'm just going to take off from, I could start, I started to feel like I was getting twinges. My shoulder was aching. It was not getting better. I've had so, shoulder surgery. I've torn my labrum before. And I started getting that feeling before or again. And I was like, I'm just going to stop working out. <laughs> so for the last three weeks, I have not worked out at all. And it's because I knew I was like, I'm about to enter a like survival phase and I don't want to be there. So I just slept in. I slept as much as I could. I got up. I did not stress myself out with like, let me see if I can fit it in. And if Maverick wakes before Maverick wakes up, if he doesn't and does wake up, then I go up and get him. I bring him down. I usually have to argue with him while I'm trying to finish my workout. And that's life right now. Right. So I was like, not doing that. I'm just going to wake up, cuddle my kid get them going, help them be spend time with them. And then, and I also have pulled back from work a little bit. So I think we just have to be super intentional with, this is a really, I'm overwhelmed. My body's not going to be able to handle it. What do I need to pull back on? What do I need to say no to? What do I need to stop so that I have that even just little bit of space of that little bit of breathing room, so to speak. So love uh, yeah. it. But- Okay, this is really interesting, and we're not forty yet, but I think we can still kind of talk about it. She's at, from Erin M underscore Lit. She says, "What are the best
1: things about being forty something?" Ooh, this man. This is going to sound bad, but then I'll make it good. It's not being in denial about what's coming because I was—I was in total denial—and my loose working tagline for the 40-ish is "Feel good, look good, look forward." Oh, I because love I love it too. It just totally mm-hmm. resonates with me because there's there has been this moment for me and it's like you're standing on a line and on this side of the line is everything before and on the other side of the line, it's everything after. And I feel like this is the opportunity to leave so many things behind. It really does feel like a bit of a metamorphosis from a business perspective, from an opportunity perspective, from a parenting perspective, from all of it where I'm letting go of a lot of stuff and I'm willing to do that. Now, in order to let that stuff go, it feels like I had to make a little bit of a trade. I'm letting a lot of that stuff from my 20s and 30s, that still, you know, haunts a little bit. Letting that stuff go, trading that for having a an open and aware perspective of the fact that things are going to change. My body is going to be different. My kids are gonna grow up. My life is going to be different. My marriage is going to be different, but that I can tackle those things with confidence and own them and be excited about it and not be like, I don't even want to think about, I don't even want to think about it. Mm. And I've had, I've had several of those moments lately where I really start to feel like there are opportunities that I don't, I can't even conceive of yet that are out there for me in these next, however many decades I'm blessed enough to have. And I can't wait.
0: Mm. Um, For me, it would be gardening. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> For me it would be birds. Gardening. I should have just said birds. <laughs> birds love birds. Understanding what the names of different flowers and trees are, Um, gardening, and I will be pretty. I don't know. Self serving in this way, having the money to do the things that I want to do. Like mm. in your twenties, like I had no money, and I, pretty much throughout our twenties, we did not have any money. Like we were, we were trying to make it work. We were barely surviving. And we did wait a while to have kids, and I I'm glad that we did because by the time we had Maverick, we both then had like an income, and it was easier. It was nice to be able to be like, can I just, to, to, I don't know, not to have to stress about do I have enough money to buy a crib? Do I have enough money to like get the Dock-A-Tot thing that I think we really need? Um, whereas to fix all these problems. Stella, Yeah, Stella, we were like just trying to make it. So I like that we have the ability to like put our money into the things that we like, you know, we value like obviously gardening takes some money. So like we set it up this year and I'm I'm just happy. I'm like, OK, cool. Like we we did that. We did the thing. Um, and it's things that you talk about a lot. You know how you do a lot of talking and dreaming in your 20s and maybe even your 30s. And all of a sudden you're kind of at 40 and you're like, oh, we're kind of doing the thing that we always talked about. Like we're raising kids and we have um, like a backyard that we like. And now we like have this cool garden. And so it's kind of cool to be in that place. I don't know. It just is like, hey, we're here. We're kind of doing it. So. yeah. Um, Skincare. This is. This is going to, yeah, we're going to dive. We're going to dive deep. So this one's, I want to jump to um, M. Rich. She says, do you have frownies before and afters? Tried them, but don't feel like they're helping.
1: I know that you've tried them before. I think you're trying them again. Yes. Tell me about that. Yes. And I've actually been chatting with the CEO of Frownies, Helen. She's awesome. She's hopefully, Yeah, she's great. And hopefully getting her on the 40-ish podcast pretty soon. Um, and I'm banking a lot of episodes for 40 ish and well, I feel like I can't yeah. release them until I'm four. I guess I don't really have to wait till I'm 40 cause it's 40 ish. So it's still, you know, like yeah. 37 it, plus. It works. Yeah. yeah. It works fine. So she puts up a lot of really good videos on her Instagram and mm-hmm. one of the things I learned from her is that you're not actually trying to, st- you're not so much trying to stop the underlying muscles from wrinkling, which I've talked about. I've like busted out of my frownies before. It's more that the frownies actually sort of lift the, the surfaced skin, the surface skin layer up a bit to almost de- not detach it from the muscle, but to, to keep it from responding so aggressively to the underlying musculature And in lifting it that way, you actually get a more of an uninterrupted opportunity for regeneration and repair. And it's actually the same thing that is known. Well, I'm saying it's the same thing. Helen didn't say this, but there are studies on Botox and the reparative processes that happen at the surface of the skin when they are, when the skin is not, actively in this wrinkle rest round. Oh, interesting. Yeah. That yeah. happens which with is, Botox too, is yes. what Oh yeah. That's okay. and, and that is known to be a benefit of the you know, side benefit of getting Botox, not just that your you know expression lines soften. And if you're in my case, which I've had Botox, you don't look like you have been angry, severely angry for your entire life. I've got those really <laughs> I, I I'm a sleep frowner. And and so and And I imagine it's something of the same process in sort of putting some separation there between the underlying musculature and the the surface of the skin. So I don't have befores and afters, but she does. She does on the frownies mm-hmm. Instagram. so you should check those out,
0: yeah. I am I mean, i I'm a fan. I have a lot. My problem is so I you have to figure out how to apply them and how to get yeah. them on correctly. So that so watch a ton of videos. I have a video of like how I apply my frownies at night. You have to know how to apply them. You have to know how to, I even like cut the little ends so that they don't poke me. Um, My problem is I feel like the frequency required to do them and for them to actually make an impact, I don't know if I can dedicate that much time to it. So yes, when I was doing it every night and I mean, yeah. I do a full thing, right? So when I was doing yeah. it every night, I could take them off and that would like hold and it would look good. Now I'm kind of in an every other night scenario, and I feel like mm, I just don't know if it's really making that big of a difference. Maybe I'm preventing, but like I was telling you before we jumped on, I can put my makeup on, and I ju- it just creases yeah. really bad in in my you know, like my forehead wrinkles. Now, I feel personally that skincare, specifically vitamin C, some of the anti-aging stuff that I've done has really reduced all the fine lines around my eyes and my smile. It's really just these deep set wrinkles on my
1: forehead that are annoying me, to be quite honest. This might be a good moment to talk about something because what you just said, it's the daily stuff can be difficult. And this is where knowing yourself really well and your tendencies is helpful. I am very much done with trying to make myself into a different person than I am. <laughs> and I tried and yes. tried and tried to do things on a daily basis. I have to do did, 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 all these different things every single day. I am not that person. There are people out there that are that person. They have a daily rhythm that keeps them sane. I don't have that. I have maybe like a weekly rhythm or maybe Mm -hmm. like a six, six monthly rhythm. Yeah. And there is something to that. I was talking to, I can't even remember who I was talking to about this, that women in particular are just sort of on a different Cycle. We're on a different flow. It was Elisa Vitti, the founder of Flow Living, who was talking about, she's great. She was talking about how men are on this 24-hour cycle. So my husband will do the same thing every day and feel great about it. It's part of what keeps him sane. For me, I have to be more flexible. I have to ebb and flow. So for me, that's why I really like Botox. And that's why I really like, and we can call Botox a biohack. Let's just do that. And maybe people will feel better about it because biohacking is cool right now. But it's the same thing with peptides rather than try and do something with a supplement every single day or at certain times or mix the food and the supplements and the timing and all of that. I will do a peptide and to make things a little bit easier and to feel like I'm getting a greater return on my investment. So it really just depends on your personality. And this is way far afield from where we even started. But I also feel this way about cosmetic enhancements. So there is a, an element of instant gratification to things like filler. And I put filler in a very different category from Botox. I really do, do look at Botox as sort of a biohack and, and a medication in certain circumstances. It's effective for people with migraine or certain people with migraine. But things like filler, threads, all these non-surgical injectable facelift type things that people are doing mm-hmm. are, are more of an instant gratification type of thing that may have longer term consequences than just doing one thing. Like for example, a facelift or a brow lift or whatever it is you're not happy about. You go in, you get surgery and you do something that has 50 years of research and technique behind it versus doing something little. And I'm not likening like frownies to getting PDO threads or to getting, I'm putting a long tail on this kite is basically what I'm saying, but (laughs) there are times when you want the thing that's not the big thing. That's not that thing that sounds really scary. Mm -hmm. But oftentimes from what I am learning through the research that I'm doing, when it comes to things like filler threads and non-surgical type facelifts, those can have longer lasting negative consequences relating to scar tissue, relating to migration of the filler medium relating to when your facial structure changes as you age, the things that you have put in there get sort of displaced and things start to look kind of funky. So I like to look at almost anything in a short-term, long-term way. And there are different variations of that calculus. But when we're talking about, when we're talking about how we look, when we're talking about aesthetic interventions, I want to make choices that are not only going to serve my lifestyle, but also serve me long-term. And Mm -hmm. that's, That's my calculus. And so that's why that's the way I weigh things like nightly frownies, non-surgical facial rejuvenation type of things and stuff like that. I went all over the place with that one. I don't think you can get any quotes from me out of this one. Listen, listen. (laughs) spoken like a true podcaster.
0: Organifi has everything you need when it comes to high quality adaptogens, supplements, and now collagen. I actually use their collagen daily and I love it. And I have a 20% off code for you to use. Many of you know about adaptogens. They are herbs or mushrooms that help your body adapt to stress. They only provide you with the support you need when your body needs it. Research shows adaptogens can help balance cortisol, combat fatigue, enhance focus, ease depression and anxiety, and support proper hormone function depending on the adaptogen that you use. Organifi has a large variety of adaptogen blends. For example, they have Green Juice, which has ashwagandha. It's really great for stress support. They also have Harmony, which is an amazing blend of Vitex berry and maca, which is known to help relieve PMS symptoms like headaches and mood changes. And now they also have supplements. So if you go to Organifi.com forward slash WellFed, you'll see that they have actual pills that you can take. One of the, my favorite is called Focus, and that is just pure organic lion's mane and an organic coffee fruit extract to help improve your focus and support mental clarity. They also have a brand new collagen which I have been waiting for this because I trust their sourcing and they always are glyphosate free. It is unflavored collagen from pasture-raised cows, wild-caught fish, eggshell membranes, and organic bone broth protein. It helps replenish and rebuild the most abundant protein and gives you benefits of radiant skin and hair and strong nails so you can use it. When you're taking an adrenal cocktail, you can add a little bit into your adrenal cocktail or add it to smoothies or even drinks because it's tasteless. I love that Organifi is so innovative and always coming up with new things, new products, and they have a lot of good stuff in the works. Support your body, energy, immunity, and stress with Organifi. They take pride in offering the best-tasting superfood products on the market. That is why I use them. I like to drink them. I like what the, how they taste, and that's a big deal to me. These are clinical doses of adaptogens, so you actually feel the difference. Go to Organifi.com forward slash WellFed. Use our code WELLFED for 20% off. That's Organifi, dot com forward slash Well Fed, and use code WELLFED for 20% off. Talk to me about this very real difference between Botox and filler, because I think I'm very aware. So when my husband sees me watching Bravo, he'll come in and be like, gosh, they have so much plastic surgery. And I'm like, maybe, yes, but what you're seeing is the filler. And I feel like we are in this weird generation where everybody is blowing up their faces. And we're seeing a lot of celebrities that, let's say, and this just happened the other day with somebody from Danity Kane. Danity Kane, really so sad that I know exactly what you're going to talk about. So like you remember them one way and then you see them now and their whole face is blown out and you're like, what did you do to yourself? And Mm -hmm. it, you can't like what I'm learning through you. I follow some, you know, plastic surgeons and stuff. And the beauty broker, we both follow her, which um, she's amazing, but like filler shifts and doesn't go anywhere. And really what comes to my mind, quite frankly, is Shannon Bedore from (laughs) Real Housewives of Orange County, how she was like, I'm trying to get rid of this filler and I can't. Like she just, she was like, I went over, I overdid it. And now I look crazy and I'm trying to get it out. So what is the true, why do you feel more comfortable doing something like Botox, and what's the problem from your own research with with things like filler or you know the other things?
1: Yeah, well, I think we group them together because they're both non-surgical, right? And mm-hmm. also the fact that they are injectables. So we've put this umbrella term over yeah. Injectable, this, right. injectables. and yeah. you become a nurse injector. So there are people that can. It's not just dermatologists. When I first started doing Botox, it was mostly. I mean, I was getting it from the dermatologist. This was. So I started doing it maybe 10 years ago and it was the dermatologist that was injecting. And now we have nurse injectors, which is great. There are some really, really great injectors out there, but the amount of education that you have to have to be able to inject people is not necessarily the pinnacle, the peak of what you would want an injector to have. So you have to really know who you're going to make sure that their results are really good. All of that. But other than the fact that they're injectable, that they are non surgical, I don't see all that much in common between Botox and filler. And this is straight from the beauty broker, something that I learned from her and then actually sent my researcher down the rabbit hole of learning about this is that injectables in general, there's one called Sculptra that I don't know much about that's supposed to actually promote collagen synthesis and formation that might be a little bit different. I'm not saying go Mm. get Sculptra, I'm just saying it might be different. I don't know much about it but injections and filler we are told that they are basically they dissolve themselves they wear off they're exported from the body what's really what's really happening with some of these is that they're actually sort of almost receding into the tissues so the work is no longer apparent from the outside but it's still in there hmm. and as our musculature and our bone structure starts to shift as we age filler can show up as actually sort of displaced in our facial structure. And it used to be that I could talk about this stuff. I could talk about skincare and not be an esthetician. I could talk about Botox and filler and not be a dermatologist and it wouldn't matter. But now every dermatologist in the entire world is also trying to be a TikTok star. So, <laughs> you know, I, I hesitate to talk about some of this stuff other than to point out some of the problems around it. But the other thing about filler is that when you are dissolving it, you are injecting something that doesn't just dissolve the hyaluronic acid in the filler. It also will indiscriminately dissolve the hyaluronic acid that's present in your tissues naturally. Oh God! So so you have to find somebody really skilled in doing something like that. So for me right now, I've drawn a pretty hard line. I've been fine with Botox for a very long time. It's something that I've gotten intermittently, not regularly. Again, I don't do things regularly. I've gotten Botox maybe on average once every two years for the past 10 years, something like that. But right now I've got a pretty hard line on filler. And I have not in any way closed the door on potentially some kind of surgical facelift, brow lift, neck lift at some point in the future. Like I said, when I was joking with myself in the mirror today, (laughs) some of these things are things you say when you're not almost 40 and when you're not seeing where these things go. But I do think, and this is another thing straight from the beauty broker, is the facelift has 50 years of history of perfecting technique of people who have dedicated their lives to this one procedure. And it is it can be unbelievably beautifully done. I would rather, if I'm gonna spend that kind of money, bank the money I'd spend on filler, save up as much as I can, find a amazing plastic surgeon. And by the way, plastic surgery is a very different specialty than cosmetic surgery. Plastic surgery requires an entirely, entirely different level of education. Cosmetic surgery is just a phrase. So you want mm. a plastic surgeon, who is well-versed, who has perfected their technique over time and has a well-known repertoire of good work. Now, you should su- say something about what happened with Shailene Johnson recently because that's a little scary. And that's yeah. why you should consult with somebody like the beauty broker or at least see you know, mm-hmm. detailed reviews of somebody's work. But I, I fully intend to get a facelift at some point in my life. And again, I'm losing people and I'm gaining people at the same time. I might change my mind about that, but I would much rather spend my mm-hmm. spend my limited resources that way than to pump myself up with filler, do PDO threads, which lay down scar tissue that can look kind of funky after a while. Things like non-surgical, because people are so scared of the word surgical and mm-hmm. it makes sense. You don't want to get put under, yeah. but what are we really doing? I want to look like myself tw- 10, 20 years from now. And a lot of these folks that we know have really done a lot of filler, a lot of these housewives in particular they start to not look so much like themselves. And I feel like that's something I'd like to avoid.
0: Yeah. I feel like maybe in my twenties, I was way more judgmental about cosmetic work in general, yeah. but it brings a lot of freedom to people, especially like with Stephanie, She had she's always had like a breathing issue, but her nose was like very crooked. Mm-hmm. And she started exploring, getting that, you know, changing the way that she could breathe and, you know, getting a, I think it's called rhinoplasty. Yeah. Um, Surgery, And when she got that done, it like changed so much for her. So mm, um, man. right. And I think that that's yeah. like the beauty of modern medicine is and and, like with Shalene Johnson, she had a c-section scar. And her goal was, like, I want to get this revised so that, it looks a little better. I'm not always seeing it. Like, come on, guys. Moms have been through enough. Like, if we want, to, we want to fix a scar. And I've been honest here. I'm like, I just wish there was a way to like lift my boobs yeah. and get a mommy makeover without like and having it look good without like. Ha- I'm not gonna get like. I draw the line at. I'm not gonna get implants. Like, it's just not gonna happen. Yeah, same thing that goes in and stays in. Not that's, happening. That's, right. Yeah, so yeah. I'm like, oh, I wish there was just some way that it was. You know, and, and even my husband's like, honey, I will support you. Whatever you want to do. I'm like, they're just so low now, you know? Like just it's hard when you're looking at yourself and you're
1: like, Who, what are you doing down there? Yes, um, when you do, it is not for us to tell anybody that they should feel at home in their bodies. Yes, right. That is something that I have learned. I want to support people if that is their goal to feel at home in the body that they have. But it's not for me to say, you should really not do anything to change exactly. yourself. You should exactly. feel comfortable yeah. the way you are. Not my yes. business.
0: 100%. So yes, you have to be thoughtful about a what you're doing do your research and be who you're using right yes. because Shalene had a horrible plastic surgeon he has taken he took all the reviews off of youtube that were negative he's threatened people it, the industry is kind of dark and so you do have to use like a, like somebody in the in between who knows like the beauty broker who knows the industry and can and make some good referrals so if i ever do anything which again i'm not closing the door on it um I would definitely use so her or somebody like her so that I know what I'm doing. Um, yeah. yeah. How does Liz feel about lard for skincare? This is from H Scott 2013. I
1: mean, I would probably rather cook with it than put it on my face, but <laughs> you know, but there's this there's a smell, you know, there's a mm-hmm. yeah. My husband still uses tallow balm. I still love tallow balm, but this is another thing that happened over the last five to seven years. I started feeling like I wanted to loop in the best of science, safe science alongside the natural crunchy stuff. Yeah. So lard in a pinch. Yeah, sure. What, use, use all the oils, whatever you got in your kitchen or, or whatever. But I also like to use formulations that have peptides, that have niacinamide, vitamin C, all of these really well-researched, standardized, oftentimes food-derived compounds that have really beneficial effects for the skin. Yeah.
0: Okay. So this is from Myrda. She says, how important is daily
1: sunscreen? Don't we need vitamin D? Man, I love this question and it could take up an entire episode.
0: You know. So
1: I am vain. I'm a vain B. Clearly. I just talked about getting a facelift at some point. I choose to put sunscreen on the backs of my hands and mm. on my face most days. I and I use, that. yeah, I use the European sunscreen It's, it's La Roche-Posay and you can't get it in the United States. You can order it from overseas. You can't get it in the United States because our approval process for sunscreen is stuck in the stone ages. This is why everybody has a brand new zinc formulation, but nobody's actually innovating scientific solutions for UV filters that have a better balance between UVA and UVB protection. It's called spectral homeostasis. I did a whole podcast on this. There's no innovation going on in the United States at all. Nobody can sell anything good at this point. So I don't like to smear zinc all over. It just doesn't feel good to me. So I order this La Roche-Posay UV immune sunscreen fluid from Europe. And that's what I use on my hands and on my face. And that's because I want to avoid photo aging and sun damage to the degree that I can. However, yes, I do think we need vitamin D. So in general, I don't cover up unless there's a risk of overexposure or burning. So I get my sun on my legs, on my arms and you know, on my belly and back if I'm out in my bathing suit. But another thing that we need to think about that a lot of people don't know is that there is something called the vitamin D winter. And basically this means it's a a longitudinal thing. There are months during the year that where I live in Kansas city, I cannot derive vitamin D from the sun's rays. And that's because of the tilt of the earth on its axis or whatever sciency mumbo jumbo it is. And depending on where you are, you're gonna have a longer vitamin D winter. So somebody in Texas will have a slightly shorter vitamin D winter. Somebody in the Northern Latitudes is gonna have a much longer vitamin D winter, or it's gonna be even harder to get vitamin D from the sun, period. So you're gonna emphasize fatty fish and other sources of vitamin D, lard, things like that. So you also need to take into consideration that if you're getting sun, for example, in Kansas City between the months of, I think maybe like September and April or September and May, you're actually not deriving a whole lot of appreciable vitamin D from sun exposure. It's really just during those summer months that you're getting that there are other benefits to photo exposure to mood and probably to many other things. But if you're just talking about vitamin D during those winter months, you're probably going to need to really derive your vitamin D from food or take a really nice, like two week vacation to the Bahamas anybody has the funds to do something like that. But those are the considerations that factor into my calculations on how I handle vitamin D in the sun.
0: Can you I mean, are you thoughtful about like building up your vitamin D from the summer so that it carries you through the winter? Are you like thinking, I don't know, late August, September, like trying being intentional about trying to be out in the sun more so that it kind of carries you?
1: Yeah. I mean, it just happens. We live at a lake. So yeah, I, my, I have to be more thoughtful about avoiding burns than I do about yeah. conscientiously getting sun exposure. And still, even so I went into this summer with pretty low vitamin D and there are other things involved in that. Have, you've talked to Morley Robbins already, right? For yes. your podcast? I know he's yeah. the guy to talk to about vitamin D and magnesium and all of that.
0: Yeah. Okay. Let's talk about muscle building a little bit more. Um, Let's do this from Nikki. She says, can you build muscle training only two days a week, or does it really need to be
1: three or more? You can, there's two things we're trying to do, or that you can do. You can build muscle and you can also improve the quality of your current muscle without necessarily packing on more. Both of those depend on how old you are, the hormonal environment, and also what you're doing. So one of the things I've been learning about lately is a lot of the work of Stacy Sims, who is like a perimenopausal menopausal fitness mm-hmm. expert, PhD. She's amazing. And one of the things I learned from her is that after a certain age, perimenopause to menopause, you actually need to start getting away from hypertrophy and getting more engaged in the type of workouts that are like zone three. So high intensity, short duration, interval type stuff, and also lifting really heavy with lower rep schemes. Now I'm still learning all of this stuff. I'm currently going through my personal trainer certification right now. So I've got a whole mumble jumble of stuff in my head that I'm trying to extract, you know, half sensical phrases out of. So you'll have to just forgive me if I stumble a little bit, but learning that after a certain point, especially as we age, we actually need to be focusing more on power, on high weights, lower reps, that type of stuff to push the type of physiological processes that we want that actually enable you to maintain your muscle quality and hopefully also build muscle for the long-term. So it really just depends on what you're doing. And also you have to build into that type of exercise. You really yeah. shouldn't just go out and start lifting really heavy weights for three to five reps. You need to really have a good foundation of balance, agility, and all of that to move into that. So it is a process.
0: Yeah, Nikki, I would say if you have two days a week, like just do the two, (laughs) you know, like don't beat yourself up because you're only doing it two days a week. Like celebrate the fact that you're doing two and when you can fit in a third. That's kind of the life I live is like, I go, I know my two days, my body's ready. I push it on a third. Maybe I'll do like a fourth if I want to do some accessory work, but um, like have your foundation and add more when you have the availability to do so. Um, Okay. So this is from Westside Kayla. She says, tracking protein, yay or nay, I have a hard time building, I'm having a hard hard time building back muscle nine months postpartum. So are you like intentionally tracking protein
1: and how, what does that look like for you? There was a minute where I was not so much intentionally tracking protein, but spending a lot of time learning what adequate protein would look like for my daily diet. And it's a lot, but I know that I need if I were to get it all from food, I basically need to eat quite a bit of animal protein about four times a day. And that's, that's too hard. So this is where I incorporate an essential amino acid supplement, sometimes a protein shake once per day, and then two really good protein dense meals. Like you said, two workouts a week. Awesome. Two protein dense meals a day. That's, that keeps me from going too insane and trying, trying to quantify. So knowing what that would look like from the perspective of the foods you do like to eat and being able to eyeball it to me is a lot easier than all the weighing and measuring. I do think it's important to track a little bit and be accountable, especially as you get older, It's super important, but that can look like a ballpark, I think, and mm-hmm. still be effective.
0: Yeah, and I'm going to talk about body composition, so warning if you need to skip ahead, but I do feel like like I I feel so co- not confident, but I feel so content where I am right now body-wise. Like I don't feel like again, I'm I'm not attached to a specific outcome. However, I do feel so content that I'm actually happy to try to tweak things and kind of like mess with my diet a little bit in order to improve lean muscle mass and improve Um, body composition overall so like I do try I'm it's it's I don't track but it's more about because it's just one more thing I can't I just can't do it Um, I feel like now I know what I know and now I have the goals that I do I lean more towards protein I lean more towards if I'm hungry I'm like what is the protein that I can intake and so that's kind of And I have been taking essential amino acids daily. I take the creatine. I do feel like my body composition is changing. So like when I put on clothes, I can see the difference. And I've put on jeans the other day and I'm like, oh, these were the ones I wore five years ago and I'm good. Like I I definitely can tell a difference. So I think that that is really just because of being, sometimes it's just helpful to be more thoughtful and intentional. You don't necessarily, and I know tracking is great for some people, but also again, do the things that you know work for you. Stop trying to like, if tracking sucks for you and you know that it either makes you more, um, like, you know, you get more, uh, like, a little bit agitated or you, yeah, it triggers you. I know that's words overused. I was trying to find a different one, but if it triggers you or it's just too much, just be thoughtful of how can I. Get more protein in when like in your snacks, you know, just make your snacks more protein heavy, or make your breakfast more protein heavy and see that shift. I think like once you start eating it
1: more, you actually sort of lean towards it more. And yeah. Um, so, yeah, hopefully that was helpful. And by the way, it takes a long time. Nine months postpartum is I still very, very early postpartum. I'm about three years postpartum with my second, and I'm just now starting to feel like I'm getting a more direct one to one return on investment from my, Mm -hmm. from my, the things that I'm doing.
0: Yeah. I think that was, that was probably the point for me was like that three year mark, like nine month mark. I was like just thinking about working out again. (laughs) I was like, can I, can I walk longer? Can I like pick up this 10 pound dumbbell and do something with it? Like, yeah. Yeah. So don't, you don't have to push yourself. Age 136 says, How do your energy levels shift in your 40s and what have you changed to adapt with it?
1: Mm, So again, not in my 40s just yet, but I definitely feel that threshold, that transition. So really what we've already talked about, um, taking your magnesium, Noel, which I love, really focusing on protein. I've got a good strength workout type regimen going on. And, you know, it's summer, so I'm enjoying that part. The vitamin D being with my kids, it's it's really it's things that are as simple as that.
0: It really is. It is the simple things. It's getting almost opting out of the societies, what society praises and wants you to do and like doing your thing because you're 40 now and you're okay with it. Um, you know what, and
1: I'm outsourcing too. That's another thing. What well, can yeah, we that's outsource? Smart. And oftentimes... It's cost prohibitive to outsource certain things, but there are also times where you can make that calculation where you outsource something, whether that's business or something in your home, you actually get a return on investment.
0: Uh, Last two questions. This one is from Lisi Wentz. She says, will I ever stop worrying about my daughter? I want her to be happy
1: and grounded. No, (laughs) absolutely (laughs) not. No, you will not. But I want you to know that you're not alone. And I too am sitting here worrying about Every tiny thing I could possibly be worrying about. I'm very grateful to have a wonderful therapist that I can talk to every now and again who I can bounce things off of. But if you are experiencing extreme life limiting anxiety, if your anxiety is also coming with physiological symptoms like heart palpitations, which is what was happening with me after my first was born, there are a range of options that you could look into, whether it's mindfulness, expressive writing, which was my favorite, favorite, favorite thing in the entire world for completely free, not time intensive with a massive impact. Expressive writing is it. And there's also things like exercise, ketamine infusions. There's a lot of different things you can do depending on your your inclination.
0: Yeah, it's a daily but struggle. No, you won't stop. No, you're not gonna stop. Um, I, 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 every day I have to like renew my mind and be like, she's gonna be Okay. <laughs>
1: And, and you know what, a and it might world. take longer than you want it to be. I, my parents were probably a little worried about me for a while. Folks, I I'll tell a quick story. I know we got to go here pretty soon. I was, I was not great with the truth as a teen. And part of that was, you know, the relationship between how I felt the truth would cause my parents to feel about me because I really wanted them to feel positive things about me. And so drinking or doing things I wasn't supposed to do was going to make them feel negative things about me. And I couldn't cope with that. So there's a lot behind that. But even at 17 years old, people, my parents went out of town. I threw a house party. Neighbors called the cops. I got arrested. No, you didn't. Sent, you heard it here first, people. I don't know if I I've did ever not know. talked about this before. Yes. I got oh, arrested, sent to juvenile detention. And my parents decided not to come back from <laughs> being out of town. So I stayed in juvenile detention for two days Savage. at 17. Karen. Yes. People were making up all kinds of stories at school about where Liz was and and it, it was something else. So I ended up like on diversion, having to do all this community service. It scared me. It didn't scare me straight, but it definitely calmed me down a little bit. So my parents probably for a long time were a little worried about how it was going to turn out. I dated a not so good guy for a long time. But now, you know, I just had, I had my kid over at my mom's house the other day and I was like, man, we, we ended up okay. Didn't we? She's like, yeah, yeah, we did. So just hold on to the fact that once you're a grandmother, you might get to see the fruits of your labor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Good story, Liz.
0: Okay. So last question is uh, from a Martin. She says supplementing with collagen powder, worth it or not? And I don't know. If, I mean, we've have, our we have our
1: thoughts but tell me what are you doing collagen and what are your overall feelings? I don't do it a lot. And part of the reason is because the good thing about collagen is that it is protein sparing. So it enables other amino acids to be more available for the jobs you want them to do while collagen does its other stuff over here. So I think it's worth having in the diet. However, my problem with collagen is that it it doesn't count. Like it doesn't count toward your muscle building proteins. Although it is protein sparing, it doesn't count directly toward really your daily protein requirement. So if you're already struggling to get in all the protein you need, I'm not sure that that's the thing I would hang my hat on. So there was a time when I would make a protein shake, I'd put in an extra scoop of collagen. Great. But I do it cyclically. It's not something I do every single day obsessively. Got it.
0: The 40 ish.com is your website. So you're going to be doing, let me just get this straight. You're going to be doing the balanced bites podcast and the 40 ish podcast. That's the idea.
1: That's the idea. And I always said with balanced bites, I'm going to do as many episodes as I have good content to share. So whether that ends up being every week or every other week, we'll, we'll keep doing that. We'll keep doing the general wellness stuff. And then we'll start moving on the 40 ish podcast here pretty soon. I i don't know that I'm going to, you have me on like super early. I got to get my butt in gear this week. The 40 ish.com will probably send folks to either a brand new Instagram or to my Instagram, but you definitely want to be around for what we're putting together. So we'll, we'll find a place for people to land if they're excited to know more. And what's your Instagram? Is it still Real Food Liz? It is. It's still Real Food Liz. So me personally at Real Food Liz on Instagram, realfoodliz.com is still there and active. Balanced Bites podcast and the Liz Talks podcast are both available anywhere you get your podcasts, but you can expect the Liz Talks podcast to transition into the 40-ish podcast here in the next couple, probably weeks, maybe a couple of months.
0: Well, I don't listen to many podcasts. Usually it's a Bravo recap or it's something (laughs) totally unrelated to health and wellness, but I will definitely be listening to the 40-ish podcast. Even though I get to talk to you in real life, I'm still gonna listen to your voice more and hear what you have to say. So I'm very excited. I know a lot of women in this community we just need these conversations. So I'm thrilled. I'm so excited for you. And I'm so excited for this next phase. When you first told me about the 40-ish, I was like, this is perfect. This is what I need. <laughs> so I know so many people are feeling the same way and we need to be having these conversations because what was it you said? Like looking forward or, mm-hmm. you know. Feel good, look good, look forward. Look forward. Yeah, that's what we need to do. We need to look forward to what we're, we're coming up on next. And yep. I think that... um I think we need to change the narrative and I'm I'm excited to see you do it. So I'm anyway, cute.
1: thank you, Liz, for being here. And um, yeah, I'm so excited to see what's next. Thanks, friend, for all your support over many, many years. And and of course, our friendship behind the scenes too. All right, so it's the40ish.com for more from me, coconutsandkettlebells.com.
0: Thanks for being here, guys. I will talk to you next week.